the title town podcast episode 13 well hi there you are listening to episode 13 of the title town podcast my name is austin gain and i am joined as always by the one the only daniel marhanka daniel how's it going buddy it's going good week two is upon us we're already at week two <laughs> I know. It feels like we didn't know if the season would start, and now we're already... We're one week down. One week in, making crazy reactions, predictions. Everybody's overreacting to everything. Everyone's re- overreacting to everything. And then on Monday, after the games, everyone's going to overreact again. Correct. And then we'll, we're in the cycle for like about 20 more weeks. Yep. Then we'll be done. Then we'll cry until next September. But this is the most wonderful time of the year. This is the most wonderful time of the year. Football season is just too fantastic. Here's an unpopular opinion. I don't really like I like October football. I'm sorry, what? Well, here's let me give you the breakdown. Joe Buck's gone because he's calling World Series games, so there's no America's Game of the Week voice, <laughs> which is really you tragic. Broadcasting. And then also, I mean, you're just wanting November and December football. Bill Belichick Every, always says that football doesn't start till November. Yeah, he says after Thanksgiving, after right? After Thanksgiving, yes. And so you're kind of wanting that in there. And plus, in the month of September, there's always a few just routes of teams. Like, I think some of the pa- biggest Packer blots I've seen have come in the month of October, but also some of their trap games, I think, have come in October. Mm-hmm. But Interesting. I'm just... And arguably, their hardest stretch of the schedule is going to be in October. <laughs> yeah, year. so they'll keep me engaged this year, but I'm just saying in prior <laughs> years, usually it's a snooze fest. I will say I loved from this last weekend, I love how Fox kept the broadcasting look from the Super Bowl. Yeah. How clean it's that clean. Looked. It's clean. Fantastic. Now everybody else needs to get on board. Another unpopular opinion, Greg Jennings didn't do too bad of a job. He wasn't bad. He wasn't ever, bad. Like, Packers fans the just whole, hate the, the, the whole nugget of, of him and that Alan Lazard play... Did you hear about this? No. Or did you hear it? So Alan Lazard's running this route, and he throws his hand up, and everyone goes, oh, he's just saying that he's open, like, throw me the ball. But he was actually at something that Aaron Rodgers tells his wide receivers to do or something. It's just in their game plan or whatever, that it's that he's not breaking off his route. He's going to go to the go route. Mm. Because if you see Aaron Rodgers waits and sees him put up his hand and then throws it, not to like his actual route, but to his like go route, which is basically just a four verticals right. look. So that was super interesting little tidbit. Oh. And we're not going to get that from John Lynch. Well, John Lynch hasn't called yeah, games in like five called, years, yeah. but you're not going to get that from Daryl Johnston. Right. Well, we're going to get another weekend of it because he's calling the game again. <laughs> you know, underrated Chris Myers. He's an, I, pretty good play by play guy. I've never understood Pretty good play by play guy. I like him. I have nothing against him. Another Not unpopular opinion, Joe Buck's great. Oh, don't talk about Joe Buck, dude. We're going to get so much hate because people hate Joe Buck. Do you like Joe Buck? I like Joe Buck. He's amazing. He's great. Talk about an announcer who just lets it play out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't over-talk, doesn't overstep. He, he nails moments. Nails them. He you nails think of, I'm a Cardinals fan, but when the Cubs won the World Series and he just says, not in 102 years, and then doesn't say a single thing, Fantastic. and just lets the moment happen. Nailed that moment. Nailed that moment. When the Patriots came back in 2016 from 28 to three, mm-hmm. nailed that moment. The Minneapolis miracle. He nailed that. Nailed that. Are we changing this to a Joe Buck appreciation podcast? Well, between our other podcasts, the Tyler Irvin Fan Club <laughs> podcast, You're, that's a one man show. <laughs> I ain't a part of that. New episodes coming soon. <laughs> 
<laughs> How I'm was sure week you... one for you fantasy wise? Uh, did you win? I won. That's did you win? Thing. I did win. I feel really good about my team. I'm actually really excited about it versus last year. It was super sketchy, mm-hmm. but I feel really good about my roster. How do you? How did your week go? Got the most points out of everyone in the league. Nice. 164 mm-hmm. in pretty standard league. And I straight up routed my brother. <laughs> yeah, he did. By he about 40 up. points. So, yeah. I mean, I felt pretty good about it. This week, I have really bad matchups across the board. Just all my good players are playing good opponents. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. If Devontae Adams has another big game, I'll be just fine. Yeah. Which I'm pulling for. But, I mean, not to speak a bad omen, but the first year in the league that we had, you started off really great. Yes. And then I snuck up behind you. You and did. I, well, my team got decimated by injuries. <laughs> exactly. Really bad. Exactly. So I'm not I'm not trying to put a bad on. I'm not trying to say it. Just don't get too excited with a week one route of your brother. This might be your high point. I don't think it is. I got a pretty strong roster. Me too. I'm deep in some weird places. What do you mean? I just got, I think, good depth. Mm. When I got Michael Mike Williams and Michael Gallup on the bench, watch out. I love my combo of Zeke and Aaron Jones. Yeah? Yeah. They did work for me last week. Zeke, you know, obviously the Cowboys lost, but... Yeah. They did work that for me. That was a really... Mike McCarthy, man. It's almost <laughs> hard to watch. <laughs> that was a weird I, game. I was excited for it and for him, but then re-watching that, I was like, I don't know. I can't do this. <laughs> Too much PTSD comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And well, but- him going for fourth and three and you being like, oh, he's changed, but then throwing, not <laughs> past the sticks. You're like, no, nope. he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. <laughs> that was probably one of the bright moments of this weekend. Was that that play? Was that play of like, no, we're not missing out. Uh, do we want to talk about how much of a stooge Vic Fangio is for mismanaging that game? I don't need to say it because I told you in – Episode one, when we did our way too early playoff predictions, and you said you had the Broncos, and I said the only thing in front of the Broncos as a team is Vic Vangio. Yikes. And boy, was that ever the case on Monday night. I th- I just think him and Pat Shermer are two career coordinators kind of leading this team. But then there were people on the internet who were going after Drew Locke. Like, that's not his fault. Drew Locke had a few rookie moments, but still, a coach has to put their quarterback in a better situation to win football yeah. games. I mean, and I that don't was know if I would want at. any quarterback in that situation, let alone a guy in his, really, his first year as yeah. a starter. Basically, his sixth start overall. Yes. How about this? Unpopular opinion. This is, this, we should name this segment <laughs> Unpopular Opinion. Okay. Jason Garrett called a really good game on Monday night. Yes, he did. I, was, very good, good I was very critical of him, and they still lost it. But, wow, he really had that offense humming at times. And then Daniel Jones looked pretty capable. If they can get some more weapons around him and just iron out a few details, I think this team could be okay, at least a little bit of a fighter. I think I had them at, like, 6-10, and and 7-9 in my predictions, Mm -hmm. and I I think they could hit that. There's a lot of ball game left, so, I mean, he could still be a complete moron down the line. But, I mean, again, like you said, it was a good game. It was a good game. They didn't lose because of the play calling. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a tough Steelers defense. I mean, very, we've very talked tough. about that a lot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, before we get in the news, Daniel, have you checked out Thrive Fantasy yet? I have. You have. I have. I've checked it out. But if you, the listener, have yet, they have simplified daily fantasy sports by only asking you about top-tier talent. Uh, Daniel, they have $40,000 in guaranteed prizes for week two of NFL action. 
That's pretty good. That's fantastic. So so if you go to thrivefantasy.com. Dot com, not dot org. Not dot gov. Not dot net. It's not a government website, so not dot gov, <laughs> but dot com. Dot the com. standard. The standard. When you go to thrivefantasy.com and enter code TITLETOWN, when you sign up. The name up, of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just breaking it down for people. No, you need you, people. Some people need it. So some people good. need it. Okay. TITLETOWN. I'm not going to spell it out for you, though. No, that, it, it's not. Cap sensitive, so you have to worry about all caps or lower caps. Just title town, type it in, and you're going to get an instant $20 deposit match on your first deposit of $20 or more. So, Daniel, if well, you if you deposit $20, they're going to give you $20. I'd have to have $20 to deposit that, though. <laughs> you would have to have $20 to deposit. So, let's not get into two hypotheticals. Yes. We're already a predictions podcast, so we can't get in... <laughs> Our ad reads can't be hypothetical. Yes, but be sure to check out Thrive Fantasy. They're fantastic. Use code TITLETOWN. They give you $20 a 2020. deposit for a 20 2020 in 2020. Now, that's fantastic. We need to write that that's down. That's Thrive San- Fantasy. Prop up today. Nailed it. You want to do the ad reads from now on? No, <laughs> I just want to be involved. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm just over here on my phone twiddling my thumbs, but today I wanted to be invested. I, I appreciate it's it. our podcast, so I wanted to give a... Con- uh, a contribution. I appreciate it. Now, let's get into around, around the NFL and get into some news. First item on the news, the Vikings and running back Dalvin Cook agreed to a five-year, $63 million extension uh, right before the game on Sunday against the Packers. Yeah, what was it, on Saturday? Yeah, something And then like they also had the breaking news of Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Which what was the details on that contract again? Which one? The Kamara one. That was Five years? Item, that was the next item on the news. You're, you're breaking the segment, Daniel. No, let's just hit them back to back. Fine. Two star running backs. So they were two. both they were both five year deals. All right. Kamara got fifty seventy five million and Dalvin got sixty three. So Kamara those got are a some bit more. hefty price tags. Yikes. For a position that a lot of people in the NFL cognoscenti say are a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. That every team has a few good ones. Yep. And so to pay. The Kamara deal just seems a little outrageous. Considering like all the other contracts they have, they're paying Drew Brees outrageous money. Yes. It, yeah, just very Salary cap is a myth. Apparently. Which I w- if that's the truth, why don't the Packers go out and sign whoever they want? <laughs> well, I mean, let's say, okay, I get it. I'm not going to say this after I say this one time. The Packers put in an offer for Snacks Harrison, and he declined or pushed it away so stop asking the Packers to sign Snacks Harrison they have made it abundantly clear that they gave him an offer and they're holding to it so don't say that the Packers are lazy this and that they try but let's go out and sign someone else if the salary cap's a myth Clay Matthews is out there no (laughs) no you had to have known I was god no (laughs) nope no I would you know I would just be in heaven because I would hold it over you forever. I don't think it would happen. They're I don't think it would terms, either. But all in all, these are two pretty expensive contracts. I feel like the one with the Vikings makes sense because I think Dalvin Cook is such an essential part of what they have going on in Minnesota mm-hmm. and what they want to do. And Alvin Kamara, I mean, it's kind of tough to say just because he was injured last year and kind of was never himself. So it's going to take him a little bit 
to get back in the fold. And then on Sunday, it was weird because it felt like every big down or something that they had, they wouldn't go to Kamara. They'd go to Taysom Hill or they'd go to uh, Smith or just different people like that. So it just feels like, why aren't you using this guy that you just paid massive money money for to be your big down player? Yeah, uh, the Kamara deal has like, it just smells like the Todd Gurley deal. It, it kind of does. As and a Todd Gurley deal I, I'm smell. a huge Alvin Kamara fan, but it just feels like Sean Payton cannot figure out how to get him and Michael Thomas going at the same time mm-hmm. while also giving Taysom Hill his obscure looks. Yes. Which is just, it's tough, but I mean, I, I feel like we felt this way in Green Bay last year was uh, Matt LaFleur needs to figure out how to use all these offensive pieces, and when he does, they'll be very dynamic. And I thought Sunday was the best way of using all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to go back, and I think they need to do it this week, just kind of as a preview to what we'll talk about here in a little bit, is they need to get Aaron Jones in the passing game more. And I think that's something that the Saints could stand to do with Alvin Kamara is giving him those kind of – just little swing passes and different things to get him out in space because they're so dynamic when they have room to run. Yeah. Speaking of the Saints, uh, and speaking of Michael Thomas, he's actually slated to miss a few weeks with an ankle injury. So it's kind of a... Yeah, and a few people... I mean, it's kind of mysterious because they just said several weeks, but then they didn't throw him on IR, right? which you can come back after three three weeks. weeks. So I don't know how much I'm buying that he'll be out a full two weeks or even three. Yeah, Just because, I mean, it is a high ankle sprain, which can kind of linger a little bit. But mm-hmm. also, I mean, it is just an ankle sprain at the end of the day. But yeah. what are your, some of your thoughts so on that's, it? Just, I, I mean, you think you summed it up. But there's it's just a little something to keep the eye on for next Sunday's uh, Sunday night football matchup against the Saints. If, whether for he'll the Packers. Play or not, for the Packers. If I, I mean, if you think of it, if he's out, that's huge for the defense. Massive. But that just pushes more of a stress on getting Kenny Clark back Clark back and having really, really, really good run defense that day and then just putting Emmanuel Sanders on Jair Alexander and just letting him shut him down the whole yep. game. Next item on the news, well, this is the last item. Uh, Richard Sherman is on IR with a calf injury. Yeah. And once again, he could be back in three weeks or he couldn't be back in eight weeks. Do you think this uh, new IR will stick around? I hope so. Yeah. It's basically... The NFL's version of the 15-day DL, which I love, oh, or the yeah. 10-day DL, where it's just like you'll miss a little bit of time, but you need that roster spot. You need to have people active, so I think this really helps out. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of just like the expanded practice squad and all? It just makes sense to me. Like I it's, feel like the NFL just tries to regulate so much with even just this weekend when we saw the Packers being able to bring up two practice squad guys, obviously mm-hmm. John Lovett being one of those guys. And I just feel like it makes more sense, and it helps, I think, just the, a team to be able to develop their own talent more yeah. instead of always looking outside, being like, is this guy going to get taken from my team? Because you can also designate two people not to be taken or four people, I think Yeah, it I was going to say it's more than that. There's yeah, more players you can, you can basically protect. designate them to be protected from getting taken away by their team. So yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. And then, I mean, just in general, to talk about the 49ers a minute, they're banged up. Very banged up. Yes. And, I mean, was the loss on Sunday concerning to you? I'm asking this other question. Uh, yeah. It kind of, I mean, it depends on who they're playing. Yeah. If they're playing the Jets this week, I'm, it might be an easy game. I could see the Jets giving them a game because it's 
It's hard to go 0-2 in the NFL. It's very hard to do. And then also, I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan will figure it out. But, I mean, does this team have really another 13-3 and season? They, no, I don't think so. They don't, I have, think they don't th- have the horses to keep up with, anybody, with a team like the Cardinals that has a lot of weapons. I agree. And, I mean, as tough as it it is to say that because the Packers have been routed by them in their past two matchups— I just think that they're not going to be as strong as a powerhouse because I think people will start to figure out a little bit of what Kyle Shanahan's doing. Mm -hmm. Now, they do what – because he doesn't run very complex stuff. They just run it very, very well. So I think teams will just – it's the whole thing of the Sean McVay offense. Everyone studied it in the offseason and figured it out a little bit on how to pressure golf. And so there's probably something in there that these teams are going to pick up on and look at the Cardinals game, look at the Super Bowl loss, look at the Falcons loss from a year ago and say, this is the formula to beat them. Yeah. And it makes uh, teams like the Patriots who have sustained success and beaten good teams time and time again as like, how do they do that? And how do they disguise what they're doing so well? Yeah. So there are a few key injuries away from being just out of it. And they I mean, already have Garoppolo- a lot. They already have a lot of key injuries. Yeah, like if Garoppolo gets hurt. Well, I mean, we saw that two years ago. We did, but I when mean, he got hurt, they imploded. They imploded, and Nick and with nothing was else in. around him. Yeah, and it's, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo even being in there, but having key injuries around him could really tank this team because mm-hmm. he is a quarterback, a lot like Goff, where everything has to go right for him to really have a great game. Yes. In my opinion. Like I mean Sunday he threw against the Cowboys. He threw they didn't play on the Rams. I'm talking for about Jared Goff. Oh, Cowboys. okay. Sorry. I was like I, I was confused. I'm sorry. But I mean what did he throw 12 times in the NFC Championship game? 8. 8. That's the game gone right for him. Yes. <laughs> for real. When he's not having to carry the When ball. he's not ha- having to carry the load and carry the ball, he is a very good player. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Anything else on the 49ers corner you need to address? No, I feel like I would say something outlandish, and then when the Packers play them on Thursday night, whenever that is, I'll have to shut my mouth. Yeah. Well, Daniel, let's move on to uh, Topic of the Week, shall we? Topa, 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 topa. We haven't done that in three episodes. Ah, uh, it feels right. Ah, <laughs> uh, I missed it. It feels right. So this uh, new segment, well, we're, we're calling it Topic of the Week, but this will be a recurring segment. Uh, we're calling it Top 5, Bottom 5. You know, you see all these power rankings out there, Daniel. All and you're just p- switching to find your team in the top five and the bottom five. Right. You do not care about all thirty. I don't know who is actually sitting and studying maybe, all 32 maybe teams. Top 10 you're looking at. Yes. Especially if you're a Packers fan last year where the Packers were 13-3 and three and they were consistently put at like seven or eight all year. Yeah. Which is really frustrating. You don't really care that team that's ranked at 21 should really be ranked at 18. Like you're not really worried about. So we're going to save you the time. We're not going to spend an hour going through all 32 teams. Some other people will. And God bless them. Waste your time. And God bless them. We're not here to do that. No, we don't get paid to do that. We're here to bless your team. Your time, not your team. Right. Because if your team's not the Packers, screw you, dude. Yeah, brother. Preach. But anyway. But there's some other teams that I appreciate. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. Nice recovery. (laughs) But, I mean, this is a Packers podcast. Yes. Let's be honest with each other. Yes. But in this segment, we're going to talk about some other teams. We're going to have a top five, bottom five. Our top five teams in the league are our right. worst five. All right. So you want, and we're going to go from five to one. We're going to right. build let's, up to. Let's go popcorn, though. Let's not just list them because people start forgetting. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'll let you start then. All right. My top. You want to start with the top or the bottom? 
Let's just go through the bottom. You're right. Okay. Start at the worst. Worst team, New York Jets. Right, so you, at your 32. My 32 would be the New York Jets. I had them there as well. That Nothing excites me. Their defense, you could run over with a bulldozer. Sam Darnold, you know my thoughts. I love Sam Darnold. You don't. Let's move on. No. And it's just like, they're not going to win while Adam Gase is there. This is a dumpster no. fire. This is a start over, blow it up type year for them. Mm-hmm. So that is my 32nd team in all the NFL. Yes. Uh, I had the mayor as well. My 31. Well, what what do you hate about the Jets? Their just roster is so bad. And the <laughs> one, like, so Robbie Anderson was their best wide receiver. He's gone. Carolina. Who's their number one? Who's their I, number one? I'm not sure. Le'Veon Bell's their their best offensive weapon. Now he's out. Yeah. He, he, even when he played, he didn't look good. Their off of, offensive line's banged up. They're, they traded their best defensive player. They can't stop anybody. It, it's gonna be a, it. It's gonna be bad. I don't, I'm not saying they're taking for Trevor, but they might be in that running. <laughs> well, I think this is a prime team where if I had to say a coach is getting fired in the middle of the season, it would it's probably Adam be Gaze. Adam Gase. Yes. And I think we, I've said that a few times. Yes. Uh, my 31st team, the New York Giants. No. So, Monday night made me excited about them. I, now, they're not I, top 15 or we anything. We've talked about it before. They're not top 15 or anything, but they're at least a number 23 for me. I've talked about me. it before. There's, and I'm, maybe I might revise it, but there's, it's Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, massive drop. And who else? I just lost interest in talking about the Giants. Sterling Shepard? He's not a bad player. Big gap. <laughs> <laughs> Between. Thank you for proving my point. I, it's... If they're going to improve, it's going to take them a few weeks. I don't think they're going to say at the spot, but I, yeah, they, they're just not a lot going on. I saw it. something there that got me a little excited on Monday night. Maybe the that was, was still just not great. leftovers week one, being excited that there's football, and they kept the game close with the Steelers. You might have had your rose-colored glasses for football being back. Maybe I how did. Bad that ga- maybe how bad that game was. It wasn't that bad. Give it that. It wasn't that bad. Daniel Jones flashed. He Briefly, <laughs> I'd take Daniel Jones over Sam Darnold right now. I don't want to have this debate. <laughs> I That's an hour-long conversation. No, Join I'm us not. for the uh, hating and loving Sam Darnold podcast. We'll have to start a New York Teams podcast next. I, I think we will. <laughs> uh, so who's your number? Th- well, who's your 31? My 31's the Bengals. Because mm. they lost a close game. Okay, I get that. But they didn't show anything, really. Their that offense game was awful. It was hard to watch. We had it on red zone, thankfully. We didn't tune in for the whole thing. Our, no, we actually had it on. But that's we didn't how, pay attention to it. That's how unnoticeable it was. We did it not was, pay attention to it. It was not a very good game to watch. What's your 31 team? And, well, I guess I should expand. I don't think Zach Taylor... I don't want to throw him out too early because he was handed a very bad deck of cards, but I feel like... They were a team who needed to go get a Ron Rivera, a special kind of culture-building coach, because I feel like Marv Lewis was really good at that. And at times, he made bad rosters look really good. But I think that Zach Taylor, being the young, kind of unproven guy, will not be able to turn the ship of this team. And they're going to need that young guy. I will say I like Joe Burrow, and he had flashes. He did have flashes. He had a a game-time drive. He did, he and game time I mean until that the kicker pen- got a cramp. And I that and I mean the the penalty, which the OPI hurt him. It, it, 
it was an OPI. I think that was pretty blatant. I don't know how much I'd argue that. It was a clear yeah. push off to me. But I think until they prove me, get a couple wins under the belt, they'll probably stay at 31. Yeah, I have them at 30. Okay. Who's your 31? Giants. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> See, this is why we kind of we have to constantly talk about the teams. Yes. And their number. Mm-hmm. So I have them at 30. But my So I, I'm going to skip to my 29 then. Okay. Miami. Okay. That's my 30. Maybe we should have compared notes before we did this. <laughs> you said we shouldn't compare notes. I maybe know, it'll be more, more impact maybe it'll be more impactful for the uh top five, but this is pretty I think the uh two a timer is is about to strike here. I think we might be seeing two up before week five. Yeah. I can see that. Because... Uh, yeah, Ryan, the fifth of magic might be gone. Now, hang on, it's not, it's not December yet. That's when... It's not December or late September, so... That's true. So let's let's hold out judgment, but uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not much else to say about That's Miami. my 30. My 29 mm-hmm. is the Browns. Wow, really? They don't look put together at all. No, that's I think they magic. got a lot of internal drama, too, that will probably come out later on in the year. Mm-hmm. But I just... They're a team I think needed the preseason. They needed the preseason bad, just for Stefanski alone. Yes, and I mean they have Alex Van Pelt there, old Packers quarterback coach, and they have Kevin Stefanski. So they have two pretty good offensive minds in my kind of book. But they got to learn how to put it together, man. And they have such a talented roster. That's why I kind of want to put them more back because it's like you should be competitive, but you're not. So you're in my bottom five. Um. Yeah, they de- definitely need the preseason. I think they can they'll they can get going. They have the talent. It's so crazy. They have the talent. They do. That's like so many teams. Maybe that- not so much on the offensive side of the ball, but definitely on what the do defense you mean? side. I mean the defense, not the offense. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. No, I just don't think the defensive talent is all the way it's, there. It's, it's outside good. of Miles Garrett. It's, it's okay. Good. I mean, most teams it's the hardest part is ac- accumulating the talent. And the Browns have the talent. Yeah. They just can't get everything else right. It's just crazy it's, to me. It's almost like a cursed place to go. Yes. Like, say I was a coordinator and I got offered the Browns job, I'd decline it. Right. I don't I'll want that. I don't want that. I don't want that pressure. Yeah. I'll wait for Constantly changing coaches and GMs. And, it's I mean, a there's people, there's people talking like if Baker doesn't do well this year, then he's likely gone. And they're, they're going to want to look to draft somebody else. Because it makes tank sense. For Trevor. Cause, tank for Trevor. Tank for Trevor because it's a new GM and a new coach then, and there's no ties to it. Because then Trevor, like they haven't drafted a num- a top five quarterback, right. has made them so well. So They've been through again. almost 25 quarterbacks in like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Recycle. Keep doing this over and Give over Give me again. a break, Browns. Figure it out. So that, Be competitive. So Cleveland was your what? 28? 29? 29. My 28, and I was debating having the Browns. I totally put four instead of five for bottom five. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. That's, that's funny. Let me find another well, team. No, well, no, well, I'll just get. I'll tell you my 28, and then you might agree with it. Atlanta, I have as a 28. See, I'd still put them higher if I had to pick another bad team, and this team won on Sunday. And before you go, oh, Matt Ryan had a great game. Uh, it was garbage time. It was dude. garbage time. But here's my team, and it would be the Washington Football Team. Really? They won, but it's like they got they have a front seven that's going to make it's kind of like what the 49ers were last year. 
They have I a front seven. Yes, they have a front seven. That's that offense make it. is like not great. No, <laughs> not at all. But it's that defense that won the game for them. It's Ron Rivera who won the game it's for that, them. It's the, it's the guy on the front literally seven the getting an IV during the middle of the game what, what a so story. that he can keep going. Right. I don't know why. But the last few years, my Ron Rivera appreciation has gone through the Sky roof. Skyrocketed. Riverboat Ron. River my guy. Boat Ron. Interesting pick. Um, yeah, I think that front seven is going to keep him in games. I think yeah. Beat up offensive lines. They're right. going to be in games. It's interesting to see, and we're going to track this over time. We'll change it. These I not, think. Well, the, the, the Jets I, might the, not change the it at 32, but. In my mind, is the Falcons have a quarterback in Matt Ryan. Yeah. We don't know what we have in Dwayne Haskins, so I rather take the proven commodity and put them above. That's fair. The Washington that, that's team. a fair point. And like so I said, that, I was I was debating thought. on them and the Browns. I figured you were going to have the Browns in yours. Yeah, but I was it was it's o- just, on the fence. These teams need to show me something. They won't be here forever. Like I could see the, the, Jets the Bengals. Yeah, the, the Jets are going <laughs> to be there forever. I don't care. They could win the next fifteen games and they'd still be thirty-two <laughs> wow. for me. Uh, okay, let's go into our top five. But we're gonna, starting at five. We're going to start at five. And okay. Not, yeah, we're going to do it right this time. My five, Seattle. Seattle. Really? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, let's talk about them, though. Okay. Russ looked fantastic. Russ looked fantastic, and there's a bunch of reports coming out that said he just wants to cook. He Let wants Russ to be cook. the offense. He wants to be more aggressive early in games. He doesn't want to rely on the run game too much. And I think Pete Carroll at times will just be Pete Carroll and say we need to run the ball and make defensive stops. But let Russ do what Russ does. Yeah. And like, boy, did he do it. On Sunday, I saw a team that could probably compete for a Super Bowl. Jamal Adams was he phenomenal. And the... I mean, people said what pass rush, but I felt like they got to Matt Ryan just fine, and it's okay. I get the Falcons' offensive line is terrible, and if you go up against better offensive line teams like the Green Bay Packers, like the New Orleans Saints, like the Dallas Cowboys, you probably won't get that pressure. Yeah. But they could feast on some of their division opponents just because of who they are. They're kind of the bullies of the division, Mm -hmm. and then they could feast on just inferior teams. And I agree. I mean, they're still not the most put together team because they're the Seattle Seahawks. They kind of win in interesting ways. But I I think they'll be feisty. And if they have a few more good weeks, the next time we do the segment, I think they could definitely hit number three or two. Yeah. Two or three. I Who's your four? The Packers. Same. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just... I, 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 I really going to be the same. I really want week three to happen because I want to see them against the Saints. I want to see them against a top-tier opponent and kind of just see where we're standing as far as competing with the big dogs. I agree. Because even if they lose but lose a close game to the Saints, I might put them above the Saints. Yeah. But I just don't know. I, I like, we don't know until we I like my other top three teams and I think that the Packers just need to have a few more dominant wins. I'm we not We know they own the division. We know we the Packers know own the NFC North. They own the NFC North. But what about the top tier NFC talent? I need them to be able to say if we get in an NFC championship game with any of these guys, we'll compete. Yes. Because I did not see that and I haven't seen that in an NFC championship game since twenty fourteen and I'm a little scarred. <laughs> well let's let's not linger on that too long. All right. My number three is the Saints. Ravens. 
It really? Okay. Yeah. So I, we might have some flip then. Okay. Really? Ravens because they beat the Browns, and then also that kind of playoff loss in the divisional round kind of stuck with me of like play a good team and then we'll really mm. like put your ranking in there. And then also uh I'm not sold like their defense is good. I'm just not sold on it. Like I think their offensive production is really good, but then it takes a Bill Belichick or a really good defensive coordinator to exploit to something. Yeah. Because I feel like they're not predictable. They just do a few things very, very well. Mm. So it's like Someone creates a blueprint on how to beat them, and then you run with that. And so, I, I don't know. They're my three. What about, why is the Saints your three? Um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank for a second. Uh, you're going to have to cut this. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it. You're going to keep it? I'm going to keep it. Dang it. No, well, we got to keep the one take thing going. Yep. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I again, I know, I know. I hear what you're saying about the Browns Here's, not being a talented okay. team. Let me just just keep it going a little bit. This is what I'll say. My, the Saints are my two, and it's because of how impressive they were in their win. Yeah, is you might any, you might be converting me in the moment. Any you, you any might, time that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a mistake, the Saints jumped on it, on it and capitalized it on it. And I think that's what really really good. I teams might have gotten do. caught up in the score of the Ravens game. Why you you might have, but they were playing the Browns. Remember, a team who was in my bottom five. So it's not like they beat a bunch of so world you're beaters out there. You're consistent, but I feel like the Saints really took it to the Buccaneers. And you know, is Tom Brady washed up or not? We don't know. It's week one, but the Buccaneers have playmakers, and they shut them down. Outside of Ronald Jones' one twelve-yard gain, he was just rushing for two to three yards a carry, yeah. and shut down that aspect of the offense. And I think I kind of said this earlier, but the Saints need to figure out how to work Kamara and more. And then they could be the one. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm. And I, I don't know. I just feel I feel confident that the Saints could beat really anyone at any time. Even last year when they got into that shootout with the 49ers, who was the best team last year out of the NFC because they won it all. I just think that I would still take the Saints over any of the NFC right now. If they have to go to the Superdome, I'm going to take the Saints every time. Yeah, that's valid. But maybe not next week when the Packers play. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll see. And I, th- I think our number ones are not going to be very much of a su- uh, surprise. Kansas City. Did you not have Kansas City? I'm just kidding. Yes, uh, I had gave, the Chiefs. You gave me this look like, <laughs> oh, yikes. Yes, I, I picked the Chiefs because they put up 31, 34 points yeah. they on, a, on a B or C game. Wasn't there A yeah, game? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. One of the things I heard was like it was a B minus C plus game at best for the Chiefs and they still ran the score up on the Texans. Yeah. Which and we don't know about it, the it's Texans. It's scary. And also I think their defense is starting to improve a little bit. Yes. We don't know about the Texans. Little, we don't know what what they are. It might be be week one having to play the Super Bowl. Little rust, Super Bowl yeah. So we'll see how the Texans pan out. But until the Chiefs lose a game, I think they're gonna be sitting at one. Yeah you, you gotta beat the champs to be the champs. Beat the champs, be the champs. I like it. I don't know much more there is to say on that one. But uh, let's get into the uh, preview for the Packers and Lions. Let's do it. How, what are your, how, what's your initial thoughts on this game? Stop Adrian Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has the Packers number. 
has had it for a long time. Might be the sole he, reason why they signed him. Even last year against the Packers when he played for the Washington football team, he had a pretty good day. Yes, he did. And, I mean, if the Packers didn't get out to an early lead, I think he would have been even more effective, mm-hmm. but then they just had to switch to passing the ball more. But it scares me. I feel like the Packers have the upper hand and should win this game. But if we're Packer fans and we're expecting them to route them, I think we would be very naive and not a good fan base because we have to respect the Lions. They beat us. I mean, we didn't beat them in two and a half years, was it, until last season. And we literally had three seconds of victory against them we in didn't two have the combined lead. games yes. until the last play of each game. When so Crosby hit a game-winning field goal. So they could they, they play the Packers well. They play them really well. Honestly, they play them better than any other division opponent. They play them better than what the Bears give us. They play us better than how the, what the Vikings give us. Mike Zimmer's number. Oh. I'm I'm that I think the you know jury's out on that one. I, I told you I told Mike you Zimmer's this. Number. I said when we won in week 16 last year, the tide shifted. I told you, I felt you it. You felt it. I said, Mike Zimmer is kind of under the hands of Matt LaFleur right now. Yep. And he just signed a big extension, but I don't know how much longer it can go on if they can't get over the hump of beating the Packers. And I know we have a game in November, not to forecast anything too much, but losing to the Packers, going 0-4 against Matt LaFleur to start out your career would and not be if, a good look. assuming that the Packers win out against division opponents at that point, that game will be Matt LaFleur's 10th win in the division. It's 10 straight wins in the division. That would be, un- I mean, that's like Bill call me, Belichickian. Call Matt LaFleur daddy, <laughs> NFC North. We got to cut that. Because he owns you. He owns you. Yeah, that's, yeah, I love that. And I think that, it's kind of concerning that the Lions haven't beat Matt LaFleur yet because they should have. But yes. it's just like, I don't know the exact stats. I'm sure there's some out there, but the Lions just lose close games. They, so poor Lions. they're going to put up a fight. You know that. Matthew Stafford, I always say this, is the second best quarterback in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. And he shows that time and time again. He just plays the for a cursed organization. He is. And I think. Things that are going for the Packers in this game is Kenny Galladay is most likely out, who has always put up good games against the Packers. Desmond Trufant is questionable. Yeah. I think Jeffrey Okuda and Justin Coleman are doubtful. Yeah. So Coleman's on the IR. Coleman's on the IR. So he's done. Not yeah. playing. And then Jeffrey Okuda, I mean, I don't know if you still want a rookie going up against Devontae Adams, but right. if I'm the Packers for this week, I'm copy and pasting the game plan from last week, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I would do is I'd do these three things. Two things. This is, these are the two things. Get Aaron Jones more involved in the passing game. Yep. Because this week you're not going against Kendrick and Bars, or Kendricks and Barr. Yeah. You can have a little bit free reign. Your tight ends, your Josiah Agora, and your running backs will have a little bit more leeway in the passing game mm-hmm. because they won't have elite linebackers covering them. And then number two would be give A.J. Dillon a few more carries because I think you could wear out opponents a little quicker that way yeah. of just kind of slamming them. And then defensively what worries me is Kenny Clark, as of today, hasn't practiced. Yeah. And that is really worrisome because we need a run defense yes. to try to compete against these guys. Christian Kirksey is one of my X-factors for the game. 
He has to be. He and has I, to be. He played a great game last week. 12 tackles. I mean, it wasn't dynamic in any way, but played a great way. Like, we yeah. didn't have a big drop-off from a Blake Martinez game. If anything, I think Christian Kirksey was a little more gap-sensitive. And then also the unrestrict, our undrafted free agent, Chris Barnes, showed up in a major yeah. way. And I would expect him to be active again this week because still waiting to hear back on Kamal Martin and different things like that. But I would just say that we as Packer fans need to respect Matt Patricia as a good football coach. Even though it's hard. Even though it's difficult. And I mean, they're a DeAndre Swift catch. Away from beating the Bears. Yeah. And we'd be talking a whole different narrative this week. Mm -hmm. So I just think as Packers fans, we need to be on our toes this week. Don't freak out when we kind of sputter or something like that because not every football game you're only going to punt once. Okay? It's a 16-game season with some playoffs. That is a freaking marathon, not a sprint. So don't freak out if the score is close, but I do think the Packers will get it done. I agree. I think the Lions are going to try to play a Tennessee Titan-esque run the ball, own time of possession, keep the ball away from the Packers' offense as much as possible. And I think the Packers are going to try to do the same thing to them, is keep the ball. I I think, obviously, the Packers will pass a little bit more than they will, just because we have a short passing game that's really dynamic. Mm -hmm. But also, all their cornerbacks, like at the top of this segment, I said, are pretty much hurt. Right. So you have That's opportunities there to pass the ball but not make mistakes and give the ball back to the Lions. Correct. If you win the turnover differential, mm-hmm. I think you have a good shot and win in special teams. And I think we have one of the better special teams units this year. I agree. What are some of your key matchups that you're looking for within this game? Within the game, I'm really looking forward to it's kind of in part with Kenny Clark being out. Whoever's going to step in for Kenny Clark yeah. and shoring up the middle of the defensive line mm-hmm. and making sure there's no open Which they open signed uh, Bill Wynn. Yes. That was another accusation. He has played, I think, in almost 60 games in his career. Really? It's, it's a pretty significant number. It kind of shocked me. So hmm. he has a little bit of experience. I know they cut Mac, who was supposedly a lot of people on Packers Twitter were excited about, but this Bill Wynn guy seems a little bit more like a proven commodity. He's not a world beater. He just has that experience and veteran-esque to him. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see him. I don't know if he'll play this week because it is a quick turnaround. Yeah. But if that option is available, I think they go that way. Is your initial thought that Kenny's not going to play? Yes. You're just going to assume Kenny's not going to play? I almost don't even want him to play. Just in fear of a long-term injury? Yes, because I, agree with that. The, I mean, he has a groin injury, which is pretty known as a lengthy kind of nagging injury. So I need him as close to 100% as we can get him because we, like I just said, this is a long season. This is week two. And I think the Packers right now can have a formula to win that involves other things, but in big games, in games later in the season, I'm thinking of the Titans game. I would rather have Kenny Clark in that game than right Absolutely. now or have him risk a torn growing instead of and just a tweaked one and being out for the year. Right. So I think that's a great key matchup. I think one of mine is what can this Packers team do to shut down TJ Hawkinson? Yeah. The Packers have struggled mightily against really good tight ends mm-hmm. under this Mike Pettin team. I think of last year when Zach Ertz got us really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I think of when um, George Kittle got us bad really both times. And so 
that worries me because I think having Raven Green back this week, which I think he'll be questionable, again, would be huge. Mm-hmm. Because I think he would sure that up. So I think that is a matchup I'm looking for is the DBs and the linebackers against TJ Hawkinson because he had a really good game last week. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts on this before we no. get out of here? Score I'm pred- excited. Score prediction? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. 28-21. Packers. 27-20 Packers. Okay. I, I feel pretty good about that. Cool. Is there any other, like, week two matchups that you're excited about, you're into? I can tell you one that I'm into if you need to think about it. Sunday night football? Yes. I think that'll that, be a good one. Uh, that might be the best matchup That's of the whole Patriots weekend. That's Patriots at Seattle. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Pete Carroll's had success against Cam Newton in the past. Correct. But this is now Josh McDaniel's. Cam, Cam Newton's Newton. offense. Yeah, I so we me and you were kind of talking about this game before we started recording, and I think the Patriots could have a game plan to put up a lot of points, and we not see them put up that amount of points the rest of the season, but just to try to compete with what the Seahawks are going to bring. Yeah, and I'm excited to see how how Bill's going to try to shut down Russ because you know he's going to have yeah. a game plan. It's going to be fun. He's going to have a game plan to try to shut down Russ and not let him do what he did against the Falcons. I agree. Another one I'm kind of looking at is Houston and Baltimore. I just want to see if Deshaun Watson can kind of make a a comeback the in Texans a way. The Texans need a rebound, and they it's a tough opponent to need a rebound against. Yeah, and I just want to see like where they lie as far as being an AFC contender and what they can kind of do. And then, I mean, I kind of always watch the Chiefs just to kind of see what they do on offense because it's so interesting. So them playing the Chargers, I think they could have a potential to put up a lot of points. They will put up a lot of points. Because they're kind of coming off a long week. So Yep. Well, Daniel, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Daniel Marhanka. That's M-A-R-H-A-N-K-A. Where can people find you Well, you've done the spelling thing enough that I guess it's officially back. That tradition kind of died and came back. You keep bringing this up. like I, I, did it, I didn't do it for one episode, and then you keep well, bringing yeah, it up Well, yeah, when you like do, do it for one episode, it's dead. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Austin A. Gann. You can also follow the podcast at Titletown Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. Yeah, all the just things. look for it. We're probably there. And then also leave us a review on Please. Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast. That's another big thing. Please so you subscribe, know when follow. You, so when you know right when they drop, sometimes they drop the night before. Yes. I don't think people know that. Our cadence is Monday and Friday. Friday. But, but it might get up there early. Might get up might there get early. Get early lead on listening to it. That's just your prerogative, but we'd appreciate it. Until next time. See ya. Adios.